T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Hopefully this is everyone for coming out tonight. I know it's late and uh, short notice. Uh, I know the last three weeks have probably been trying for all of you, uh, but that's all behind me. I'm uh, tremendously excited to be here, to be a part of the New England Patriots organization. Um, this is a first-class operation. I've had a outstanding experience in 1996 when I was here with the Patriots and and with Robert uh, and I'm thrilled to be part of this organization and and to be able to have the opportunity to lead this team um, the opportunity to be in coaching was something that uh, I wasn't sure that I would have as late as 24 hours ago this year and I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity um, to have this chance to coach in in the 2000 season. And the memories bring back memories bring back January 27th, the year of our Lord, 2000. Hmm. Bill Belichick sat down at a press conference in the then old Foxborough Stadium Ooh. where he was announced as head coach of the New England Patriots. One would argue that may be the best first-round pick ever spent by the Patriots wow. was on William Hoodsworth Belichick, who uh, since being named head coach, six Super Bowls, 262-108 and 108 in the regular season, 30-12 and 12 in the postseason. And what would life be like around here if it wasn't for that guy? Hmm. Well, uh, I would say probably similar to what it's been like for the Buffalo Bills before they uh, hired Sean McDermott and drafted Josh Allen. A revolving that's, door yeah. of coaches is it, is and it, decisions. Isn't that – that's usually how it goes. So the first uh, big break is that you were able to kind of steal him away. Uh, the second, I guess, big break is that Tom Brady Tom, turned into Tom Brady. Correct. Because Tom Brady would have been good in any system – with any coach, I don't think it matters. I think he would have made any organization better. He might not have be he might not be goat status, but he would have been a legend regardless. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so he doesn't win six or five here, right? right? Or was it seven? Hell, I've lost track. It was six here, yes, one right. in Tampa, so seven. seven. Say he won three, but but, but mean, again, irrelevant. I mean, so yeah, I just feel like he would have been a Hall of Famer anywhere he played. The fact that you paired those two guys together at the same time, and I do think ownership matters. 
I do think ownership plays a big key in it. Is a no major doubt. role in it. But no, they would have been the uh, they would have been the Miami Dolphins after Shula. They would have been uh, the Buffalo Bills after Levy. They would have been you know name a team that has floundered. Like I don't think they I don't think they necessarily uh, like I look at the Eagles and all the different coaches that they've had, all the different opportunities they've had to go to the uh, the conference championship and be in the playoffs, and they are fire a coach, and then you know they would hire another one, and that coach would you know fix everything, and they'd be good again. That's normally how John Harbaugh is another guy. Constantly new quarterbacks, new system, new philosophy, and they just keep recycling good team after good team. They ha- they may have a bad year, but they end up they're they're he's a good coach. So, and then you sit there and go, well, uh, well, don't you think ownership would have um, kept pushing just like Lori did with the with the Eagles to, to find a new uh, coach? And even though he wouldn't like take less in any situation, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. But you're right though. If if it wasn't for because I thought Bill was a good coach. Regardless, like he was a good coach. Regardless, I thought he was good in Cleveland. He fixed that situation. That was that was they made the playoffs and they fired him after the next year after they made the playoffs. Well, the problem with the Cleveland situation, I even heard Curtis besmirch Bill's name quickly when it came to Cleveland that it was chaos. No, they went to the playoffs with that guy. Like in Cleveland, you're not going to walk in the door and then be like, "Hey, guess what? We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna automatically become a playoff team." They were trying to overcome themselves, and Bill wasn't perfect there, don't get me wrong, but, like, before what just happened with Kevin Stefanski a while back, like, Bill Belichick was almost, like, statue-worthy out there, and I'm kidding, because he took him to the playoffs, and those people had no idea what going to the playoffs was like in Cleveland. The there There's a couple different things in terms of, of Bill that fascinate me here on the anniversary of his hiring in 2000, which is amazing. Take it back. Here's one. What is the bigger legend of Bill Belichick? Him as a head coach or him as a GM slash franchise builder? Because I would argue that there are more people in the NFL who have stolen from Bill Belichick the general manager, really? Then Bill Belichick, the coach. Give me, give me, give me an example. Break this down for me. Explain that. Bill Belichick has taught people that you don't have to spend on everyone, which is the fans' theory. Buy them all. Bill doesn't do that. If you also look at the way he balanced the cap budget, you look at he has this amount of money allocated say for a position and if you follow the way he drafts you can kind of see it high guy getting money out young guy who we're bringing up coming in we see it all the time I think what Bill did was sort of instead of just drafting for need maybe it's okay to take the best player because it's good for the team and while you strengthen one there are different ways for you to go into veteran free agency and strengthen other parts of your football team. Look at the 0-1 team. Go all the way back to not Bill's first offseason because, again, he got in late in 2000. That's the Adrian Clem draft. They lost that first-round pick, all that kind of stuff. Look at what happened the next year. Veteran free agent evaluations. Look at all those guys that came in, and a lot of them were Bill guys, right? Rick Lyle, Bobby Hamilton, Ooh. Anthony Pleasant, right? Rick Lyle. Right? There's a good poll there, University isn't it? University of Missouri. But those kinds of guys. And what he's realized is, or what I think he's taught the league, is that 
you can go into the world of veteran free agents and you can survive. You can replenish your roster. He's also the first guy, Christian, that in my opinion in the salary cap era, because remember it came in in the mid-90s, he put value on the back end of the roster to make special teams good. And that might be the one impact that people have sort of maybe run with almost run amok. You know, like I was shocked he paid a punter $3 million. I thought that's what Dum Dums in Cleveland did. For years, the left-footed punter, how many teams are now being like, oh, maybe we could be open to the idea yeah, of the reverse, left-footed punter. Reverse spin. What he has done from a franchise, yes, he's had the luxury of Tom Brady and Tom Brady working with him on the salary cap. But the way he values veteran free agents, invest in the lines of scrimmage. I mean, he got ripped for taking defensive linemen in the first round the first couple years he was here. And all it did was lead to a lot of franchise and defensive stability. I think his impact as a GM is more than coach because there's only one him. So, so okay, this is, this is interesting because uh... – all right, so you can only pick one. So you're picking GM. The la- the real legacy of Bill Belichick is as a franchise builder. Absolutely, this is like a thirty for thirty, like the 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 the, the area of the Patriots that you never heard about. Well, it's- like the you know the nobody nobody talked about this. So if he was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and he had to be inducted for one or the other, where do you think oh, that would go? It's, it's it's the head coach because of the Super Bowls. Because we forget. Well, maybe he'd be the first guy to do both. But we forget general managers that built teams. See, my issue with this is, to me, the obvious answer is head coach. For me. So, out of the coaches that I've had in my career, uh, Mike Holmgren, uh, Joe Gibbs, uh, John Fox, okay, and Dennis Erickson. Um, but out of those guys, uh, three of them are Hall of Fame coaches. All of them did it differently. There's not one that right. did it the same as the other. Uh, Mike Holmgren also had a lot of say and who was on the team. Obviously, Joe Gibbs, especially in the early days when they could stockpile and hide guys. Uh, you can there was any there wasn't any limit. You can you can put guys on practice squad. It didn't matter. You could hide guys left and right. Um, and then and then Bill as a head coach, I'm telling you, like it, it's it's uh, and maybe it's just because I won with Bill. No, Which but leads this is, me to believe Bill because what I want to hear because Mike Holmgren was a really good coach. Like he was really good. He was a good motivator. Like he was, he had all the same attributes that Bill had, but really only on offense, right? Like really an offense. Uh, he guy. didn't. He didn't mess with defense at all. Right. I don't think he even talked to the defensive players. I don't know if Bill, when Brady was here, like there was the whole Bill and Brady were meeting and all that stuff. Bill's imprint was on the offense, but he clearly wasn't coaching it. I mean, but, you know, yeah, I, I, I like think his philosophy, um, even though you had Tom Brady for many years, you still ran the ball, and that's a that's Bill's influence. I would say that the other the other aspect of um, I feel like people knock Bill down because of the Brady effect. Yeah. So Brady, listen, you're never going to really suffer for a bad first-round pick. You're never really going to – I mean, you may not have your best statistical, like, defensive performance for the year – but in the end, you're still going to be in championship games. You're still going to make the playoffs because you have Brady. So you can miss on picks. You can give up first-round picks. You can get caught with your with deflating footballs or taping the sidelines and losing money and losing picks and still be good because of Brady. So I do think people, at least nationally, I don't know, don't you feel like they kind of almost 
like almost knock Bill down more because of that. It's almost like he got a head start. So Bill was always starting every season with a head start because he had Tom Brady. Well, he drafted Tom Brady. So shouldn't he get credit for seeing something in him that maybe may turn into something great? I think that's another f- part of it as well is in terms of the way he used picks and the fact that he moved all over the board. You're, you're all about I feel like you're 100% GM. When it comes to how he's got like you know what what he was better at as far as legacy it's just because or no one franchise talks about her. Look at this. Uh, pe- Christian, last year they had the 21st pick. They moved to 29 and the compensation that they got turned into these players. Cole Strange Jack Jones, Bailey Zappi, and a 2023 third-round pick, which I think comes from Carolina this year. Now, again, not everybody is making those moves. A lot of GMs are like, I'm a 21, I got to move up. Whereas Bill's like, oh, you want to move back? Great. Now, does it work every, 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 every time? No, but it is a philosophy now that I think more are willing to embrace. And think about the guys who are... In other places, right? Houston with Nick Casario, he's in a building mode. I think they got a long way to go. So I don't know if we can judge Casario yet. But look at Jason Light. Look at what he took with him from New England in building Tampa Bay. Look at John Robinson, who just got let go in Tennessee. Look at what Robinson, the knowledge, took with him to go build Tennessee. There are guys across the league in those roles who have been doing it in a lot of ways, kind of the way that Bill has done it. Now the quarterback is a mitigating factor. I would also well, argue. You, I would also argue this. Look at some. Look at some of the rubes who've made first round picks in this league over the years, and how they've completely screwed them up. For as much as people want to be like, oh, Isaiah Wynn isn't great, or Sony Michelle isn't great. Those are the, That's like the low end of those first round picks. But it's not like those guys were completely incapable. It's not like what Matt Millen was doing, drafting in the top 10 in Detroit. There have been a lot of people, again, when you look at the first-round picks, so many hits, Seymour, Graham, Warren, Wilfork, Watson, Mankins, Maroney, that's when you can quibble with, oh, my God, he started a Super Bowl. You know, like, again, he wasn't complete trash. He wasn't out of the league in two years. He wasn't Andy Katzen more. Well, you know, he basically was like a modern day, like he was an old school, like Sony Michelle. That's who he was. Like, you, you drafted a back in the right, first right, round. Right. He wasn't Saquon Barkley. He wasn't Adrian Peterson. He was, I, he was just a back. If a guy can come in as a first round pick and give you five years in an organization or more, I don't think that's bad. But again, Merriweather, Mayo, McCordy, Jones, Hightower. Then you get into Dominique Easley and, and, and then Malcolm you go, Brown. Then you go through a dark phase. Well, Malcolm Brown is still – was he still in the league this past year, well, I think? I, I don't know. But like, he the, didn't the, wash out the way Easley did. But no, but, no, but Easley never amounted to anything. Never. No, and that so was they his took worst a, pick. They took a flyer on him, and, it, and, and I think there were some other people that vouched for Easley, okay, who said, this guy, you should do <laughs> it. <laughs> and there's another guy that I'm not even going to mention his name – but um, so no, you're the, and even Malcolm Brown, who listen, he wasn't Vince Wolfork, but he was a starter. He contributed. Like he wasn't, he wasn't a problem. He wasn't hurt all the time. He didn't disappear. He does. He never was like in, at the. He never was a uh, you know picked to play in the Pro Bowl. But he was a starter. So that's better than most teams can say about their first round pick, where either they washed out, they got hurt, they become disgruntled, or they just they were never as good as they thought they were going to be. 
But I would say so. If if you look at Bill for his, I don't know, his expertise in handling the draft, you should probably give the same credit to some other coaches, like a Jimmy Johnson, who's like who's uh, he's um, a legend. Draft trade chart was uh, you know invented back with him when he was with the Cowboys, and it still holds up today. Herschel Walker. Okay. Well, that's what everyone and remembers. Now, by the way, that's where Bill Belichick, I think, got a lot of his philosophies from the way Jimmy Johnson did business, moved around the board, and put valuations. Yeah. Because, again, like, I always remember hearing this, and I know we got to get to Billy, and, and we've got some other football to get to. But I always heard this, right? The great ones, the first-round picks are kind of easy for a lot of the guys that are really good. It's in the fourth round, can you go to – Curry College and find a guy who becomes a situational nose tackle that you can draft in the fourth and the fifth round that adds value to your roster, someone that you can develop but can walk in right away and play a specific role for you. That's what Jimmy Johnson did. I think that's what Bill Belichick does as well. To me, those are the guys that really grind it out. Everybody is going to miss some first-round picks. I think Bill's run on first-round picks compared to others who do that job. Come on now just do the work you can see how different it is but the really good ones are the guys who can identify the fourth and fifth round dudes to come in and just fill this need because you have that on your roster and that allows you i think to be really good we'll continue with this but anyway i wonder how much respect there is left for bill belichick is it to the point to where it's like the rich granddad oh i love him but you know what i take him for granted because he takes me on a great vacation every year or whatever (laughs) T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. The heart is a blue. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. Your lunchtime parlay coming up in 20 minutes with Gresh and Fourier. Two and two last night on the picks. Fourier and I were winners. Uh, Billy and Terp, losers. Uh, Billy, tough luck loser on the uh, Celtics. I think we all thought that they were going to have a, a much better performance. Are you in today's lunchtime parlay or not? I know we're doing picks at the end of the show for the uh, conference championship. Does it have to be for games for tonight? Because I would like to get a no, little... I may... any point all any point all oh, weekend. Even on the weekend. So, oh, Although even like... we are doing separate championship game picks, so maybe, you know, don't well, lean that, on cause, that. Because but... it is rivalry week in the NBA. I don't know if you knew that. Huh? You know that? Excuse me? You didn't know if it's rivalry league? I know on Sunday night the uh, Celtics are playing uh, LeBron and the Lakers, or as Billy might have said, according to a texter, LeBron and the L.A. Kings. Oh, you missed that one, know. Billy. 
That's a guy. I don't know. It's a, just a texter, Billy. They're Maybe just there, but Billy is now that he's doing these. As long as someone's listening. There you go. There you go. He's entering the shime territory now where people are now starting to listen intently. And really, it's because of the dulcet tones. I mean, I'm sorry. When you hear the Lakers are coming to town, the everybody loves it. <laughs> it is now becoming a big part of the show of Billy's accent. Oh, my God. He is the pride of Malden, ladies and gentlemen. No, but... Um, Oh, so, so as of right now, I'm out. I'm out. As of right now, I'm out. As of right now, I have to look because I thought that I, for some reason, well, I don't know why I thought the Lakers were, were going to, I thought they were playing on Saturday. If I text you what? one of the ones that I was going to use tonight, would sure. you put that in there? Absolutely. Go ahead, text it to me. All right, I will. I will send it I to will, you. I will uh, review it. You'll review it. <laughs> Listen to you. I will review it. And make sure I co-sign I'll, on. I'll give you one because sure, I think give it there, to me. Because I think there's, me. I think there's an NBA uh, prop tonight with John Moran. He's only at twenty eight and a half. I think he's good for thirty five tonight with free throws and all See, that. There, but. there is a there is a prop that I did like um, for Philly when it came to uh, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith based on the amount of passes that they were. Th- I'm not really sure if I if I like it or not. I still have to kind of uh, review it. If you're still fleshing it out now, I don't know if I like it or not. Anyway. So there's anyway. there, there's lots of angles, especially the uh, the AFC and NFC championship games. Six again, maybe you have a prop that you like. You got like five minutes drop during it. the break I to throw in it. there, okay. but you have to go like get water, no, go no. to the bathroom. No, I'm not allowed or, to leave the seat anymore. Or you got well because you got 51 live reads money bags. <laughs> uh, Bill O'Brien. Uh, by the way, speaking of money bags, since yeah. he has left here in 2011, Bill O'Brien has made him some cash, baby. Oh, oh really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at the contracts. He's head coach in the NFL. Penn State threw him a bag and a half. For crying out please loud. save us penn state say save us please all right bring back some credibility to this deal well bill o'brien is back and uh turf this is in vegas correct uh, i looks no. like it was actually at the facility yeah that's what it looks like it oh, looks like really? it was like kind of in that little tv studio thing they have oh, where they do the oh, one-on-ones you, uh, okay so my guess is and and right when you got here you and i had been you and i had been down there yeah if bill o'brien was in the building before they hopped on that plane and went to vegas then i could understand him doing craft productions go sit down so here's a little bit of bill o'brien having uh worked here before having grown up here um just a great opportunity for my family and, and very excited. Yeah, very excited. I've had a lot of different experiences, you know, but at the end of the day, the opportunity to come back here presented itself and it was something I couldn't pass up. So I hope maybe I can you know, bring some of those experiences to the table here and, uh, you know, help our football team. I'm looking forward to getting back and working with Bill and uh, working for Bill and, and uh, doing what's stop. best for the team. You know, Please what... stop. Stop. Because his name is O'Brien, do they have to give? Is there like an Irish influence to the music that they were playing? Doesn't it feel like an Irish two-step dance that I think somebody that's would play? Just copyright no. free music. That's all. No, 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 no. <laughs> it may be copyright free music, Turk but knows. somebody, somebody who was producing this said, "You know what? He's got he's, his last name is O'Brien. Let's add some uh, some uh, some music that represents his heritage. That's your Irish accent. Yeah, it is. It is. That's it's fantastic. Allowed. That is pretty good too, by the way." Listen, I'm not kidding. Like, it isn't, you, but it's no, fine. it is. It is really. You're good. Irish. Stop. Okay, so play it again, Billy. Play the second part from the beginning. Yeah, Terp's loading it up here. Oh, Terp, I'm sorry. I've had a lot of different experiences, you know. But at the end of the day, the opportunity to come back here presented itself, and it was something I couldn't pass up. So I hope maybe I can, you know, bring some of those experiences to the table here. And what is uh, that? A flute? You know, help our football team. 
I'm looking forward to getting back and working with Bill and uh, working for Gosh. Bill and, and uh, doing what's best for the team. You know, that's I don't what think this, this is Irish about. at all. It is. Now this is. They might as well just use this as the background. Use this next time. Anytime we reference Bill O'Brien, we are going to make sure we play some sort of like Irish two-step like, you know, music. This is what I feel like. This is what they're doing. They're 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 pigeonholing. People on Twitch want more of your uh, <laughs> no Irish accent. No, they will get none of it and like it. <laughs> uh, so Bill O'Brien saying all the right things and the whole. I thought you were going to react to his name is Bill O'Brien and saying yeah I'm happy to come back and work with Bill again. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going with it. Not having a bit of a squirrel moment on the music there. Uh, so Bill O'Brien is with the rest of the group. Out in Vegas at the uh, East-West Shrine game. Now, if current-day Christian Fourier was banned in Vegas, you wouldn't have been able to play in that game, right? You would have had to go to the Senior Bowl, go to Alabama. Um, Imagine explaining that to NFL teams. Hey, son, why can't you play in Vegas? Well, boss, uh, this one time in band, story. This one time in band camp. It's a, it's a long story. Here's the thing. So back in the old days, back in my day, you know, if I could take you back real quick, back is that in my day, nobody wanted to play in the Senior Bowl. Nobody wanted to do it. Uh, everybody wanted to play in the Hula Bowl, uh, which is obviously in Hawaii. Of course. Uh, the Shrine Bowl. Uh, nobody wanted to play in the Senior Bowl because it was like too much like uh, a camp. So because we knew it was a, the pro coaches were coaching it and they made you hit every day. They, they treated it like a hard It was like two days and all. It was just nobody wanted to do it. Now... You people are begging to get into the Senior Bowl because that's like the truest indication of like what you're going to be dealing with. At least it used to be. Now you know you saw a Shrine game because you just you just had college coaches coaching you in those old those old games. Yeah, yeah. And now like now the Senior Bowl is actually is obviously NFL Network airs every single practice. Everybody's watching it. They're scouting everything you're doing. Small schools, old you know, uh, big schools. It doesn't matter. But you just have you just can't be an underclassman. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for the senior bowl, you have to be a senior. Yes, or senior eligibility. Yeah, because of COVID and everybody got so, like a no year and all. Well, that. that's it's, now, it's, but even like so a big mess. No, so, I understand. Like, like, Johnny Manziel, like guys like that who leave school early, they only play their th- they only play their you know you know what they're allowed their three years. But then there used to be the thought that guys who played the four full years of college and maybe even had the red shirt year. That it was, oh, they're good prospects, but they really might not have a big ceiling. So that's why the Senior Bowl maybe had a bit of a stigma because it was, well, if you were great, you would have come out the year before. And there was always that thought process at least pushed early on. Now I don't think it's the case. Now I think uh, teams, while you would love to have a project player or you take a, a developmental quarterback or something like that, there's always project guys now I think those seniors are looked at differently. Like Cole Strange is a perfect example. Six-year guy, played a ton. Whew. Guy walked in and played right away. Like, now I think you look at the senior bowl and think, can I steal a starter? Or can I steal somebody who can be a top 15 or 16 player on my offense or defense? Yeah. Whereas before, I thought it was, before it would be, you know, like, then paid Manning go back. He didn't, he he stayed for four years. I do believe. No, I mean, if you left, um, but he's the rare guy where it was. Oh, you stayed and you were a senior and you were also the big time prospect. No, Whereas it, the majority of the seniors, it was like, okay, these but, guys can play, but they might not be first round picks. The outlier 
okay, I don't even know when it actually changed, but the outlier was a guy that left early. A guy that left early was, to me, the, the guy that was being real risky. Because a guy like Peyton Manning should have left after, you know, his third year. Yeah, he, he it very well should uh, Archie Manning, not Archie, uh, um, Eli. Not, Eli Manning, he should have left after his third year. He had yep. no business staying. This is a different, this was now, they leave right away. Right. I mean, hell. Well, um, they didn't need the money. I think that's a part of it, too, is that they no. knew they could have gone and they would have been high picks, but... Some kids also made, like, again, the original rule of being able to declare was called hardship. And you declared the financial hardship, and that allowed you to get out and then go into the league. Yeah, so I always thought it was, there was just, like, it just didn't happen. Maybe because of, obviously, the rules. But even guys that left early, I would say uh, the percentage of guys that were successful was probably pretty bad. Okay. Because they were leaving... Because I, I actually was talking to this coach, and like either they like guys who declare for the draft, um, either they uh, flunk out of school, so like they can't come back to school. Oh, that's yeah, they can't come back to school. Now they now they'll go to another. Now they'll flunk out of see, one, now, go to another school, and get a million dollars. No, it doesn't to go even there. matter. It doesn't even matter. Like you can literally <laughs> flunk out of school, go to some smaller school. Like and there's so many you can literally. Well, actually, you can only transfer once. You can only do the portal once without sitting out. The first time you without a, sitting without out. sitting, but out, you, you can do it again and sit out. Yeah, the year. but then by that point in time. So if you don't redshirt, yeah, yeah, no, it's a big, it's a big mess. But Bill O'Brien, a part of that group that is uh, out there evaluating players, um, what do you make of the statement from the lawyers of Steve Wilkes and Brian Flores? Now that we have our first head coach opening filled and the Carolina Panthers are bringing in Frank Reich who by the way threw the first touchdown pass in that organization I never had any idea that it was from him until I uh, saw it on the Twitter yesterday but uh, the lawyer for Steve Wilkes who of course was the interim coach he took over uh, and I think it was either 6-6 six and six or 6-7, six and seven, almost won the division. Uh, the statement from the lawyer, who, by the way, represents Steve Wilkes and Brian Flores, shocked and disturbed that after the incredible job Coach Wilkes did as the interim coach, including bringing the team back into playoff contention and garnering the support of players and fans, he was passed over for the head coach position by David Tepper. There is a legitimate race problem in the NFL we can assure you that we will have more to say in the coming days. Boy. Lots to unpack there. Uh, Where do you want to start? Okay, so for me, um, so Steve Wilkes is also part of this, uh, the the the, um, the lawsuit. He, he joined the Flores lawsuit. Yes. He was one and done in Arizona. Um, here's, what I, here's what I hate. I, I had to make sure I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget, obviously. I hate when I heard this also was uh, his attorney talking about he did everything necessary. So he believes that Steve Wilkes did everything necessary to get the job. What else would you what else would you want? Like isn't this everything you would want in a head coach? Isn't he doesn't he have every attribute that would that 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 leads you to believe that his players will trust him and play for him? Look at the situation. Uh, Matt Rule was fired before the middle of the season. You uh you traded Christian McCaffrey. You were trying to tank and this guy inspired his team like you you should hire this guy why aren't you hiring him i see i don't like being strong-armed i don't like people like shaming me to try to get what they want he did a good job he also was compensated for that job mm -hmm. he was not hired to be a head coach he was hired to be an assistant coach so so be it all, all hell broke loose 
you were just hired to kind of keep the just keep it together. Hey, you know you you exceeded our expectations. Your division also was freaking terrible. Everybody sucked in that division. It's not a surprise that you were kind of in contention towards the end. Right. So I don't like it. I don't like there's a reason why nobody's hiring him. There's a reason why nobody's hiring him. It's a little bit like Eric Bieniemy, and I don't think it's necessarily I don't I don't think it's really tied into the color of their skin. I but think they want that, it to be. Well, and I and and I understand. Look, do, do I think Brian Flores highlighted an issue within the hiring process last year? Absolutely. I think that you know the Rooney Rule, uh, in effect or in thought, is good, but now. They need to retweak that. The idea still needs to be there. You still need the failsafe there to protect people, but it's time to tweak the Rooney rule a little bit. And quite honestly, I don't know how you do that to make everyone feel like it is fair and equitable. Because to your point, you look at Cliff Kingsbury who came in, right? Didn't have the greatest college record, but he had a history of what? Offense and working with quarterbacks and he knew Kyler Murray. Right, We've now gone NBA a little bit in terms of the quarterback, depending on how crappy your franchise is, has that stroke to be able to be like, hey, I'd like this guy. Or at least say, hey, let's partner up this coach with this player. In the NBA, the player normally dictates it. In the NFL, it's still a little bit of both, right? But to your point, it's a bad division. Like the team that went to the playoffs and won that division had a losing record. And that's where you get into the semantics of what the lawyer rolled out there. Did he really do a great job? Well, he did as good a job as some of those people around him, I guess. But look at look at you know look at what's happened in that division and some of the changes. Brady's going to be gone. A coach won a Super Bowl and left a year ago, and Bruce Arians. And these people who are making the decisions, these owners that are hiring, we don't really know what they're looking for. And that's the that's the part of this that makes it much more. What complex. were they? So I mean, okay. So um, do we? Who is more accomplished in the NFL? Coach being a head coach, being just a, is it is it Frank Reich who they who the Carolina Panthers hired, or is it Steve Wilkes? Like who has a better resume? I mean, are we? It's it's it, it, if well, Frank Reich wasn't available, I, I feel like the interim coach. Rarely gets the head job. Look, Rich Basasha made the playoffs he last year. He did not year. get the job. And they brought in Josh McDaniels. So my point is like, give me an example. I'm trying to figure think of an example where an uh, interim coach was so impressive that after the season was over, ownership, you know what, dude, you're our guy. When does that ever happen? In any sport, Maybe. it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. Because they want everybody out. Well, it'll happen here with Joe Missoula. Maybe. <laughs> and that's good. They're gonna have a hard time getting rid of him. Though. Well, and there, yeah. Well, that's, again, that's that's, that's a, another story. That, for, you may be for right. That may be time. the one guy. That might, but but again, there is the the process. There's who you interview. They've at least made the interview part of it fair. But now, when you take it to the next level, it is all right. How do we tweak this Rooney Rule to be able to make it fair and equitable? And I uh, I do think this is where owners maybe need to be a little more transparent in terms of hiring process, what they're looking for, and things of that nature. The problem is you might have a couple of John Henry-type owners in the NFL who are afraid to step in front of a microphone 
or they're worried they're going to step in it. We see you on the phones. We're heading towards the lunchtime hour of Gresham Fourier. 617-779-7937. The lunchtime parlay for the weekend is next. W-E-E-I. 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 New England Sports Original. This is Gresham Fourier on W-E-E-I. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. Here we go with a little primetime parlay. Just a three-teamer because uh, I got my pick and lead. Well, yeah. I, I got and, my pick and, and we try to figure all these things out. And it's too kinda, complicated for Gresh. Yeah. Figure it out. Well, I got to find a place <laughs> that's going to allow us to do the side and then a prop bet on a game and then a prop bet on the other NFL game. And, like, after a while, even the books are like, wait a minute. You can't put all those together. Although that means Fourier hmm. has a special prop for you coming up in the one o'clock hour connected to the Eagles game. Now, there you go. How now, about that? People are going to want to hear that because I don't disagree with your pick. We just can't package them up all together uh, like we are wont to do because it is the lunchtime parlay. And that means you are going to spend a mere $10, ladies and gentlemen, just a mere $10 to try to Oh, I don't know, get five or six times back on your money. Uh, I'm going to stick to the NBA tonight. I think uh, maybe I'm way off on this. John Morant at the Timberwolves over 28 and a half. I think he's good for 30 plus. I would look for all alternate lines if you can. And for you, what that means is, is that on some like DraftKings or maybe FanDuel or something like that, you could uh, pick or add if you want. So you might get... John Moran at 28 and a half and want to go over. What do you think he could score more? So you can get better odds if you pick it at 30 or 31 or 32. I think you can go as high as 33 with Moran tonight and feel good that you're going to go over. You'll probably get some juicy odds on that. But give me Jaw tonight against the T-Wolves to go over. Landman, what do you got today, Billy? All right, I'm going to the AFC Championship. Patrick Mahomes dealing with a little... Uh, uh, you know, ankle issue. Yep. So give me passing yards. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes passing yards over 286 and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling you on that too. I think the uh, just gonna sling it. Yeah, it's mm, gonna turn into geez. yeah, it's gonna turn into everybody chucking it and all the short throws with all the explosive players of Kansas City. Let's see it. Yep, I'm I'm with you on that. Terp, what do you got, Ben? I'm gonna stick in the AFC Championship game. I'm gonna go the Chiefs on the minus one at home. I just don't see Mahomes losing a borough for a fourth consecutive time. And I need a win, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm confident <laughs> oh, in that one. I need so a win. Well, I've been sliding a little bit. So. Yeah, that is the uh, I'm due uh, philosophy, which Terp, I uh, I'll hold take to. it. Terp is uh, taking it on the chin in the first month here, Gresham Fourier. Six it hasn't and been 11 pretty. in yeah, these picks. Yeah, it has not been pretty. Billy is a game over 500. I am uh, two games over 500 with a tie thrown in there. And as Fourier will note, he too is 2 2 and 1 in these picks. But he's However, only taken two of them seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you talk I feel about, like that's important. I feel like I should be able oh, to start yeah. over again. I feel well, like I should be able two? to start over again. The two that you lost or the two, two that you that won? won? Of course. Oh, I got so you're really, the only reason why I lost because I wasn't right. taking it seriously. So in your mind, you are 2-0. and oh, Absolutely. Even though it's 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Doesn't matter. You're, you are. I, we all have to have a little bit of delusion every now and then. You are what okay. your record says you are. Okay, Mr. Parcells. <laughs> okay, Mr. Parcells. What do you got today? 
Uh, I had John Moran. Oh, I went that's first. right. That's right. Were you paying attention? Of course. No, I was looking at uh, in the internet. That's right. Because there's oh shiny to, red ball. I was trying to. Hey, now, watch out! I was trying Ooh, to find shiny was, red boobs. I was trying <laughs> to find uh, my prop bet that I was not allowed. So I really feel like I, I'm uh, I'm gonna throw in something later on today, but in protest. So I think from now on, if we know we're going to incorporate Fourier into the lunchtime parlay, this has got to be buttoned up by 11 a.m. 11 so a.m. Because we have to figure out if we can actually oh, bet I can it. Do that. That's a fine. That's he okay. was here early today too. Yeah. Oh, couldn't yeah. get a pick yeah. down though. Yeah, couldn't get a pick down. Let you know it too that he was here early. Yep. Well, of course. And that he hit his pick last night. Yes. Yes. It's like when he gets here before 9 o'clock for the foyer. It's like we play the, the music from the Mets closer. Yeah. I actually, that's a good idea. Walking like down the hall. I want my, when I walk down this hall, okay, uh, I would like, actually, I'm going to walk in with a boombox. Have you seen the way the San Francisco 49ers uh, roll into the uh, roll into a game? Oh yes, is where they, they. I don't know who the guy is. They have this ginormous, you know, it's personalized boombox, and it's actually kind of awesome. It's but pretty I was, dope. But, and Debo's got the big chain. Yeah, but here's the thing: there's only like five guys kind of partaking in this. There's oh. only like six guys that are actively dancing and jumping around. The rest of the guys, well, they're focused. Want, I know, but it is like I think it's perceived that you know it's a it's a whole team thing. Like, I don't know how you were when it came to, like, the guy in the middle of the scrum before the, where, hey, we're going to do this, and we're going to, and everybody's clapping and stuff like that. Nah. Were you, I never, I nah, never I jumped into the middle of that because there was always one guy who just really wasn't saying anything of any importance whatsoever, just a lot of yelling and screaming. And I bet you, if you actually to, to kind of trial this out and test this out, if you were to ask every player once the game was over, what did that person say in that little scrum before the game started? I wonder if anyone could actually honestly give you a true description of what he said. No, but you can imitate them. You didn't oh, know what they said, but long. you could write like Ray Lewis, very imitatable. By the way, folks, your $10 will win you $63.52 on today's lunchtime parlay. Uh, and we'll get that out on uh, social uh, Gresh Fourier, W E E I, Gresh and Fourier on Instagram. Uh, back to the whole, like, you're right, like the whole, uh, hey, I'm going to get the team fired up. No. Did you ever, no. did, did, did a coach ever say, hey, listen, I want you to say something to the team? Uh, only in a meeting room, <laughs> like not, not to the team. It was more to my your position, position group. group. Yeah. Yeah. And what did he want? Because what, what did I he was, want the message to be. Cause I was the, learn your effing place. Cause I was the smartest guy in the room who knew all the assignments. Oh, look at you. However, humble brag, humble no, brag. However, we're we not going to tag this with humble brag. However, that also was directed towards the coach as well, who would always call the plays opposite. You know, there's that one coach who was always like, if the tight end's supposed to be to the right. And they'd go, uh, right three, right four, right four, run it. The guy who would get a shot quad, like backwards, that was my O-line coach. Uh. He'd be wrong every time. 73 protection. Okay, the, the three means you're going left, the two means you're going right. He'd get it confused all the time. <laughs> they'd run 70. He'd like, run 72, and we'd all turn you. Turn the wrong way. Peeve, 73. 73, damn it, run it again. There's... See, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you're willing to um, maybe, uh, you know, adopt some, uh, uh, like a segment that you did with Keith. 
And actually, maybe we could, maybe we have to ask Keith. I we think can borrow I, it. I, I, you know which yeah. one I want to do. I, I thought this is you guys. You guys. You want to do humble brag? I want to do humble brag. I don't know. I want to do humble brag. That is a Keith creation. Is, is, that, is it a? Oh, then we're Go not going to the negotiations. I'm going to have to talk to him about it. I don't know if he's using it or not. Send him. Here's what because I learned. Because you just because here's we, what I learned about Keith. Send him some booze. Send Negoti- him some alcohol. If you, oh, you got some microbrew. No, negotiate booze. You might be able to get what you want. That's what I've. That's what I've learned about. You know the, what we'll the do. Radio. By the way, the Rich Keith Show six o'clock tonight here. Yeah. On uh, here's what I've seen and is, the Dork Podcast weei.com. Uh, most guys they just steal stuff anyways. They just rename it. Well, just, just rename it. You mean like we did with uh, you got something and now are you done? It's like it's really well, the that's same different bit. though. Well, that's different. That's every show has an end. Prime of something. time to lunchtime. I created it used to that be, one. It used to be uh, last call. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, what you right, want right, or right, something. Right. I don't know. Everybody's got some stupid, like, last uh-huh. 10 minutes of the show. My favorite part of the show, by the way. Here's what we should do. We should do that at the start of the show. No. Are you done? No. <laughs> that is. Are you done? We should do okay. it at the end okay. of the show. No. Right? We, sh- we should do it at the end of the show. We, at the beginning of the show. This is not 2004. We should, we should eat in reverse. Have you ever eaten in reverse? You, you mean had eat? a backwards dinner? Yeah, have a backwards dinner. Of course. Who hasn't had a backwards never. dinner? Never. I've never gone to a Stop restaurant. It. I haven't done it. Wait, so you've actually gone to a restaurant and you ordered dessert, uh, like so an espresso, dessert, uh, full meal, then appetizer with a drink. Because that would be reverse with like bread. So you ended your meal. I don't know with if I've bread. ever gone to a restaurant to do well, the reverse a, dinner, but I've do done it. it at home well, where you bread. have the. But You've I done think that I, at home? I think I've really? done it one time. Oh, yeah, because when, when the kids are like fussing or whatever, be like, hey, let's have a backwards dinner tonight. And it shuts never, them up. I've never done it. I've done breakfast for dinner. I would have figured that, you know, with your with your uh, gaggle no. of kids, that you no. would have uh, gone to those tricks at some point. No, no. The trick was breakfast for dinner. That was the that was the uh, the, the shake up. That Make was pancakes. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Let's have eggs. Hey, who wants French toast? But it's 7 o'clock at night. Terp, home or away, whatever. Have you had a backwards dinner? No, no. I Billy? I got to guess the landman's no, had a backwards, Billy, had a backwards dinner backwards in his dinner? life. I've had breakfast for dinner. No, the no, backwards that's not dinner. dinner. That's... Start with ice cream and then go the yes. other way. At a restaurant, not ice, at home. Ice cream, dinner, I think, appetizer. I think if anything had happened on probably like a holiday. There you go. You know what I mean? Where that you get mine. to someone's house and you're like, you know what? You're I'm eating gonna, pie? I'm going to eat a couple of these cookies before dinner. Uh, see, that doesn't count. That is a Oh, I don't know. Because Billy might like, only have cookies for dessert. Cookies are like snacks, something like, like no, chips or something some, like that. Some cookies are big and filling. I know, but like a, a true backwards dinner would have to be at the restaurant. You go over and say, listen, can I get to the, I get to the dessert menu? You order like what? You know, I don't. Do you end with like an espresso or a coffee? No. I don't. What a waste. Like, I don't, but I, I end with dessert. Like, waste I really money. go out to eat so I can have dessert. Like, like that's could my I, goal. Like, could I, if 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 I were to really have like, like a celebratory dinner to where I know I'm going to come off of the way of eating, right? If I started with a cream brulee. And then had cream the brulee. I always say it that way. <laughs> if you had the cream brulee, yeah, and then you had your, uh, you know, like a baked potato with like a ten ounce fillet or yeah. something like that, and then you ended up having your appetizer or whatever that is. You, there's no way you could do. There's no way you could do it. Stop it. There's You've no way you could do it. Large people You're going, your whole life. The, the middle because the 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 middle meal will be too heavy for you to finish that and then go directly to like calamari chicken wings. Nachos. Oh, calamari's and, pretty good, right? I mean, you. There's no way yeah, you could, could have a your nice, mind would just could have a nice lobster bisque at the end of that. It'd be totally fine. We should try it. We should try it. Oh, that means show dinner. Show means, dinner. 
Do you sure. guys do show dinners? Sorry, am I stealing that from the you know the 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 Gresh and Keefe show? I don't want to steal. I don't want. Should I call? No, should I call we Keefe were, and ask him? No, we were the other way. We went nowhere. You guys never did anything together. And, did in, you? and in fact, I'm sitting here as you're saying this, thinking like this is never going to happen. What? I mean, Twenty hours had, is enough. Twenty. What are you talking about? Yeah. It would be more of a liner because it's like more like hey, a lunch. See, you know, it's, it's a liner. Turp is in. I'm in. He's also 21. So table much. for two. Yep, table for two. Oh, really? Look at these Let's two. Do it. Let's what do it. What a bunch of two boars. Terp, you and I, buddy. Yeah, they're missing out. Well, but you got to come to me. That's, that is my boring. new challenge. It's just like the, what, are you going to get me out of the house? And, yeah, just for an hour. Like, maybe it's a spot on the way home so you don't have to be all uptight about it. You got to loosen you up a little bit. Near You're your way home. too uptight. And Billy is like yeah, your, your Billy is like your sidekick. Like he's just as uptight as you are. No, he isn't. It's just that we're of the, the people. Some people are homebodies. So Terp and I are the only one who are people. People uh, who like like to like hang out and be around people and socialize. Like we're the only ones that like to do that. Yeah, like I said, I'm happy to be here. And we're going to stream it on Twitch. The Twitchers <laughs> are asking it. Hang out with uh, us for lunch in the lunchtime hour next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.